number, number nine. nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Your Number order's nine. ready. That would be the Weird Al parody of <laughs> the most unparodyable song ever written. Yeah, yeah. No, give, give Weird Al a chance. He can he can make a parody of it. Which is another Beatles parody that Weird Al does. <laughs> but we're not again. We're not here to talk about Weird Al. Which I feel like we have to restart every one of these by specifying we're not here to talk about Weird Al. I feel like so many normal <laughs> conversations between me and you start with we're not here to talk about Weird Al. Let's get this but out of the please, way right now. I wasn't paid here to come talk about Weird. <laughs> Weird Al. Uh, I do it for free. I take my fro wig off. Okay. Would you call what Weird Al has a fro? I, mean, no, I guess in, in the day, maybe mop. it was. It's a curly mop. He's he's curly top. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. I don't want to say it, but that's exactly what. That's curly exactly top. what that movie was about. <laughs> Shirley Temple is curly top is Weird Al. Let's talk about what we are here to talk about. Today's Valentine's Day that this is coming off out. Um, You're are you coming out or off? What better day than Valentine's Day to come out to my wife? <laughs> You're never going to believe it. I will take this present, though. <laughs> the chocolate stay? Or... <laughs> this is our ninth weekly music box. Disc four, side two? Yeah, or is that, it disc... that sounds... It depends how many songs we downloaded from Kazaa that we can fit on there. <laughs> how many PCs we've destroyed. For I thought that the perfect Valentine's... Just the name alone, the perfect Valentine's... Valentine. Now you've got me saying Valentine. What did I get you to do? I haven't said that in years. I've been <laughs> patrolling still, just, my mouth. The very memory of you saying that is now stuck in my head. Valentine's Day. So for the Valentine's yes. Day, we have got a very special band for you. Today we have Fart Barf. For Valentine's Day, for everybody, <laughs> we have Damn it, Fart Greg, Barf. <laughs> Damn it, Greg, you said it. <laughs> I planted the seed back in you. Before we talk a little bit more about Fart Barf and the proper way to pronounce this holiest of days today, the first song we're going to hear is Simple Planet. So enjoy Simple Planet by Fart Barf.
And that was Simple Planet by Fart Barf. A ba- there, there's a few bands we've had who I just love saying their name, and Fart Barf is definitely in the top one, probably. <laughs> yeah, I toss all pronouns away when your band name is Fart Barf. Fart Barf, we're going to go see Fart Barf today, and Fart Barf is pretty good, and, and one of my favorite bands is Fart Barf. I don't think often, like, I could dance to that. Like, that's not, like, the, and never the first thought to my head, but listening to to them, I'm, I think, like, I could dance to that. I know exactly what I can do to I it. didn't even know I could do the Calypso. Uh, well, I've told you this before, but when Melissa had never seen Beetlejuice, and we were watching watching Beetlejuice on a copy from hadn't previous don't give me that look previously what, hadn't. what year what year oh, I met her this is when she was four <laughs> okay tell me this everything was, about this, this was a story. few years ago but okay. we, we we I was like you got to see Beetlejuice so I got a copy from the library uh-huh. and uh, we're watching it the scene where they're gonna start dancing to shake 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 senora yeah. it's about to start and I'm like this is it this is the scene and then the DVD freezes because it's from the library and then skips to Catherine O'Hara saying, I didn't even know I could do the Calypso. (laughs) Somebody took the disc and found the precise part of it and scratched it out. They hate Oh, and it's not Catherine O'Hara who says it. I think it's the other lady who says it, but it's fine. And it's also, they don't, they don't dance to Shake, 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 Sonora. They dance to, um, hey, oh, not right. to correct you, <laughs> not to call you out or dress you down about Beetlejuice, which might be my favorite movie. Uh, if you've never seen the copy from the library, they actually <laughs> dance to Shake, 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 Sonora. probably why it was scratched. Tim Burton checked it out. We looked on the record. Uh, this was the Burton cut, released the Burton cut. But anyway, we're here to talk about Fart Barf. So, we can't talk about Harry Belafonte. Legally, can't talk about him, but we can talk about Fart Barf and we will. But yeah, the song is is, is I really like that song. Yeah. And here's where I first heard about Fart Barf because we had gone to uh, see the Sloppy Boys and it was right. at this place in Long Beach and we wanted to look up reviews of the place afterwards and this one review, this lady's like, I went to see Fart Barf and da-da-da, Fart Barf, da-da-da, Fart Barf. And she kept like saying Fart Barf <laughs> and we were like, what is, like, what is Fart Barf and why is she saying this so casually? And then mm. we brought it up to my sister and she's like, oh yeah, I like Fart Barf. So then... Uh, <laughs> she was not talking about the band though. <laughs> no, she had no idea so then we we had to look into fart barf and i knew that they were the band for us if you don't i never thought of googling them to see what they look like until i was talking to daniel just before the recording so you could do that and then yes, you'll probably please, you'll and, understand a little more of why they're so perfect and trust me when i say put fart barf band to just to make the search <laughs> a little just to make sure it's aimed in a direction well here's another story i just told you that i was talking to someone else about fart barf and then he went home and said alexa play fart barf and it just started playing fart sound effects <laughs> So make sure you put in Fart Barf's band music. Their sound and their look is kind of like anti-Daft Punk in a way. Yeah. I don't know if they'd appreciate that comparison or not, but I think they would actually. But it because of the masks that they wear like, and the music that they make and the way they make the music, which we're going to get into, it's like yeah. the complete, you know, it's like a fever dream memory of what Daft Punk is. Right. right. Which in I'm going to say in every way, I enjoy a lot more. <laughs> Again, this is more musicians that we're featuring, more bands that are wearing masks. Yeah, Masks. we seem to have a thing. Yeah. We do. We like the Batman villains of bands. <laughs> but I'm also starting to see that like most musicians are just sort of characters. Like bands yeah. are sort of like... I, I, I Wait, don't, are I, you saying that Bruce Springsteen is playing a character of a working man, but he's actually like a millionaire? Is that what no, you're saying? First of all, he went to Harvard Westlake. We all know this. <laughs> it's like the Beatles were, you know, this like poor, four poor kids who dressed really nice. And the Rolling Stones were four rich kids who dressed really poor. Right. It's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, bands. Can you believe it? <laughs> musicians, they're just like us. <laughs> fart barf, they're just like <laughs> us. Let's talk a little bit about them. Who, fart barf? Fart barf. 
thank you. Uh, we got to say it at least 40 more times. <laughs> Fartbarf uh, is a live electronic trio known as Fartbarf who use no computers. This is what's so interesting Whoa. about them. Is they it use all no- synth? I mean, synthesizer I mean, is not really a computer. I wouldn't think it? of it as a computer if you told me, but now that I said it out loud, I'm like, oh crap, does that count as a computer? I don't yeah, know. Now, now, I, yeah, now I'm wondering also, like, Call is Fartbarf. this synthesizer? <laughs> Alexa, call Fartbarf, and it's just more fart sound effects. <laughs> Their sound is mainly comprised of heavily overdriven Moog synthesizers. M-O-O-G. Oh. I guess this is probably, I'm guessing, like uh, early sort of synthesizers before it was mm-hmm. like, not like what I have at home where I can press a button and it'll play a whole new world from Aladdin. Like it, it, right. it, it, It'll make noises that I guess are electronically made, but it's not a computer. The band is made up of Josh, okay. uh, who does vocals and synth, Dan, who does synth and brian who does drums and i was talking to josh and on the email it was josh of fart barf (laughs) their story of the band we started the band in 2008 almost as a response to what was happening currently within electronic music around us and the world it was all shifting to a very boring state at live shows all of us basically came from punk and metal backgrounds where energy was the key ingredient to the success of a live show it wasn't so much about musical perfection live as much as it was the raw energy and passion for the songs being played which is from right. what i understand or what i've asked alexa about punk is what punk's all about alexa played me the chipmunks punk album and i think i get it now i i hated going to the shows i can't remember what band it was at the trooper i remember walking in and there was just like a macbook on stage with somebody and thinking like oh this is dumb this is yeah, they're going to call that out specifically in okay. like two sentences but yes right. I, I i completely agree they, okay. they say we absolutely despised and opposed the wave of laptop djs i guess it was one sentence while we're popping up every everywhere around us. Dubstep was taking over by storm. It was all just so lame to us. Keep that for your bedroom. Anyone can hit play on their Spotify playlist and clap their hands in the air. Turn an EQ knob, etc. No need to pay to go see some dude do that, where the only thing that makes it close to entertaining as a member of the crowd would be to consume massive amounts of drugs. (laughs) I mean, I hadn't made a comparison until you said it, but like, yeah, they have like, I I think I said this about another band on the music box, but uh, they have like a screamers element where it's like a lot of synthesizers, but it's just driven into like that punk art high art element yeah. it's it's dirty and cool <laughs> makes me want to smoke a cigarette next to a calculator dirty and cool just like i say all of my shirts are <laughs> yeah i i i like that it's a group insisting because he they get into this more of insisting on making music the hard way yeah, uh, yeah in 2022 when it's literally like i could be daft punk you don't know like you like i what, knew like, that what? you're a banksy but are you also daft punk oh i wasn't supposed to say that on the podcast that you're both i was also the unknown comedian but we'll, <laughs> we'll cut this all out i'm also max headroom oh I sh- now <laughs> you just got me confessing to everything i've done i'm also guy fox i i blew up, <laughs> I blew up the british parliament once spring heel jack was me jack the Ripper was me. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Uh, I hope you've guessed my name. It's Daniel. I got all the information. Like he answered all my questions, and then I had to go back and ask about the masks because that's okay. exactly what you need to look up is to see what they're wearing on stage. It's like right. Neanderthal upsetting masks. Just look it up. When I did the search for them first, it came up blurry, and I just saw a blur <laughs> of the faces. I'm like, oh, they all look the same. How oh, cool! And then like it, it focused. I'm like, oh god, these are some handsome <laughs> dudes. Wrong. You got exactly rendering, go to the rendering, rendering. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So I asked about the masks. He says it was mainly to cause confusion and to add anonymity. Three identical triplet Neanderthals in spacesuits playing electronic instruments and drums was a concept we came up with to immediately bridge the idea of the past meeting the future. Son of Devo, go ahead. 
Well, he says, Greg, you keep... Uh, did you read my notes? I put them in a safe every month so that you won't look at them. He says, I personally grew up with my two favorite bands being Devo and Devo. Mr. Bungle. Who's Mr. Oh, Bungle? Mr. Bungle. I know a couple songs from Mr. Bungle. I don't. I, I couldn't define it off the top of my head, but I'm familiar with the name. Alexa, Devo's. play Mr. Bungle. Cut Greg off and play Mr. Bungle. <laughs> Both toyed heavily with theatrics, concepts, and confusion, which I'm... Again, I'm finding more and more I love theatrical bands. You do. Like, you I, really like, do. I love artists that become bands, and I love over-the-top theatrical bands. They kind of forced you to think and question what it was you were looking at and listening to. We really wanted to make things difficult for ourselves and to force a lot of heavy restrictions to create our sound only using analog synths and a vintage voc vocoder to uh, which alexa look up a vocoder to process our vocals was to do that to make it hard yeah. for them uh which i also am into that making things yeah. harder for myself I, I like, than it usually is than it should be it's called punishment i forgot what the word is uh, in catholicism <laughs> where you walk with rocks in your shoes and you whip yourself um, well, but have i that. showed you my the thing i wrap around my thigh whenever i don't think about jesus i tighten it <laughs> Another reason we were very anti-computer software, which I'm also uh, behind them 100% on that, <laughs> as all of our computer issues every single month will attest to. Uh, when you have all of the options in the world to work with, it's hard to make anything decent from that, which I also agree with. You just sit there in your chair overloaded with plugins and software, etc. The masks were basically an extension of that. Let's make this real difficult to do live is what they... I love that punishment element, whether that's something that people pick up from or not like the idea of like let's make this as hard and as it, confusing as possible feels like authentic when punk first started it right, was not right. easy for anybody there's a patch of people in punk who prefer lo-fi bad recordings right. of songs than to like uh, high quality yeah. in studio stuff I, you can enjoy both also i love both sounds okay well there's something wrong with you go ahead oh alexa oh. what's wrong with me um <laughs> they make it so hard for themselves to the point that they say that it's basically at the point where we can barely see what we're even <laughs> doing on stage it adds a level of complexity for us that changes at every single show communication on stage is hard everything is more difficult with a mask on early on the masks were the easiest solution to get our point across still unsure if we regret that concept decision now with it being more than a decade <laughs> later which again another band of like let's start this as a joke and we just yeah. can't stop doing this joke now you're at the hollywood bowl and you can't take the masks you're, off and you're you just have to like, be very careful if you step forward i know there's like glue and sweat in your eyes I tripped John Williams. Oh, no. I stabbed him with his own baton. <laughs> uh, so in terms of how LA has been a part of their music, they say Los Angeles for sure helped fuel our passion to create highly energetic live music, all on synthesizers that were at more times than most unpredictable. No. We saw something missing here. We saw the live aspect of music dying faster day by day. So we chose our old analog synths that needed TLC. That's Tender Love and Care, Greg. Oh, I thought that Not was... the um, band. Oh, okay. <laughs> or the old cable channel that needed TLC everywhere we went. They require an insane amount of maintenance, tuners on stage, etc. One club yeah. may have AC on, the next is humid. All of this comes into play when turning on an analog synth. So what you have is a borderline train wreck at any given moment. <laughs> Couple that with obstructing our vision with latex masks and trying our hardest to tame our instruments as the songs go on, at the very least, is fun to watch. Even though visually we're borderline completely overwhelming, lots to take in the first time you see 
or hear us. It's not for everyone, but we really lucked out finding our niche and our fans really helped. Your uh, sister really helped, yeah. Yeah, the, right. the sister. I'm talking personally now. Personally about my sister. Are their fans really helped fuel them uh, to go on and do this? But I love that. I love the idea of just like a band breaking down through every single set because like their instruments might not work if it's yeah. too hot in the room. I love the um, craftsmanship and the the improvising that comes along with that. Yeah, that's like uh, the folk tales of like the early days of the Ramones is like they would literally fight on stage and, <laughs> and they would nobody like they would start playing all different songs at the same time. They're like, wait, wait, wait we had a discussion before. <laughs> and they weren't uh, even wearing masks. But the unpredictability is so much fun, especially with like, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a music concert in quite some time. Like going to one and the feeling of chaos, what might be chaos coming up is pretty exciting. But even aside from all of the technical aspect of this, they make mm-hmm. very good music as yeah. you've already heard and oh, you're yeah. going to hear again. I swear to God, you're going to hear it again. <laughs> Dan and I started the band, which I thought he was talking about me, but <laughs> I, I guess not. Dan and I started the band for fun as an outlet after work. We met Brian from Mutual Friends at the time and the rest is kind of history. We knew we needed live drums to bring energy to the stage. Drum machines wouldn't cut it, so we all basically started playing shows together for the first time in late 2008, early 2009. Haven't stopped. COVID really took its toll on us. It's been difficult to stay creatively motivated. Boy, do we know that. Even though <laughs> even though now we have all the time in the world, boy, do we know that. It's been Somehow rough. Somehow made it harder. <laughs> I know. It's been rough. That being said, we do have a new album in the works for real this time. The songs are there, and it's our mission to get this thing out this year sometime. So you can find their stuff on YouTube or fartbarf.com or Instagram fartbarf, or ask your Alexa to play fartbarf, and you'll hear some funny sound effects. Ask your sister. Maybe she randomly knows fartbarf. Everybody's sister knows fartbarf. That's Everybody's just a fact. Sister. That's that's a that's a sign of a sister. Yeah, that's a true <laughs> sister. If she's not, then she's a changeling. Get rid of her. <laughs> a changeling starring uh, George C. Scott. Angelina Jolie or and George Jen- C. Scott. Okay, <laughs> I I really like him. I I, I like a good electronica sort of thing and knowing the context of the band makes it so much better it's almost like how modern art like we've talked about modern uh, contemporary art where like you'll look at something and be like oh that's pretty cool and then there's like this is actually a commentary on four different things at once and you're like wow this is the greatest yeah, uh, I'm w- giant chair that i've ever seen in my life let me write a check for whoever rothko is i'll buy yeah. it i gotta have one <laughs> i'm i'm glad to have fart barf as part of the la meekly family <laughs> they fit in perfectly only they know how to use the stuff that they record on <laughs> so if you want to listen to our regular show um we have a monthly podcast on la history where we don't normally talk about music unless we talk about music which the next one i will be talking about music and you can follow us on instagram la underscore meekly twitter la meekly our youtube channel and our uh website la meekly podcast.com where you can listen to all of these other music episodes we've done single thing we've ever done everything we've ever done when we the first time we ever met it's documented on that website our stop on joe rogan's podcast is on there yeah. he got us to say some words we're like oh that's a big one us shaking hands with um whoever that guy that had the island um <laughs> all those pictures are there fantasy island is uh, uh ricardo montalban is what first came to yeah. mind and then that's, it, that's what i'm talking about away. No, that's what i'm talking about greg we don't talk about that other island we only went to fantasy island so you can also support us on patreon for as little as five dollars a month we'll send you a handwritten postcard from around la uh every single month and for less you'll just be supporting us and we still like that i, I like it even more because you give me money and I don't have to do anything. How about like four ninety nine? You can donate, and we d- we don't have to get carpal tunnel writing another <laughs> post.
postcard. We'll see you for our regular episode March 1st. We got one more song from Fart Barf. Enjoy your Valentine's Day, Fart oh, yeah. Barf fanatics out there. You big fart barfers? Is that what the fans <laughs> you are called? Enjoy this, you bunch of barfers. <laughs> um, so now um, for their second song, we've got Master of the Five Count by Fart Barf. So uh, enjoy Fart Barf and a merry Fart Barf to us all. So enjoy Master of the Five Count by Fart Barf. <laughs> <laughs> 